right, so I want to talk a little bit more about the metta <coughs> um, practice today and the, the, the development of that and the, the, uh, the deepening of that. And I keep, will keep saying this through the retreat, this, this idea of being, uh, bringing a responsiveness to the practice, that's what makes it alive, that's what makes it fun as well, that's what makes practice fun, is, is being um, alive and, and sensitive and responding um, skillfully to what's actually present in the moment. <clears throat> so with that, the whole question of engagement and effort, uh, there can be a lightness to it. You know, it's it can be very easy with a practice like metta or any kind of concentration practice, actually any meditation practice, getting very fixated and heavy and kind of dogged about it. Sometimes it's important to be dogged, but so easily a rigidity can come in and the joy goes out of practice. So, um, po- very possible that the, a lightness, as I said, a playfulness can come in um, with patience and persistence. It's ge- gently persistent and, pl- and patient, but also playful. That, 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 that uh, makes up um, a very lovely and, and spacious and balanced attitude to practice. Actually, in the summer I taught a meta retreat, and um, <coughs> I was using an analogy about responses, so I'm just going to use it again here. And the analogy is sailing. Sailing on the ocean in uh, a lovely big sailing ship. And so, obviously, when you're sailing, uh, you, which I know nothing about, by the way. <laughs> that shouldn't stop me. <laughs> obviously, when you're sailing, <coughs> um, you put up uh, different sails in different conditions, right? <laughs> um, you know, big sails, little sails, they all have different names. <laughs> different colour sails, you know. Um, <coughs> okay, so... Um, same thing in the meta practice. It's like sailing. It's just like sailing. Um, sometimes uh, we're sailing in our practice on, on the ocean, and, and it's like the wind is in, is, is in the sails. It's caught the sails. You know, the ocean is relatively calm, the wind is in the sails, and we're cruising. And it actually um, feels good. In whatever way that is, it feels relatively good. <coughs> so in a way, in the meta practice, that's... I'm, I'm going to say there's kind of three options, three sort of baskets uh, that the meta practice can fall in at any time. And that's maybe the first of the three. And in a way, that's something we want to nurture and encourage. Um, <coughs> so in a way, there's, that's the kind of ideal. This guy just fine. The wind is in the sail. When that happens, experientially, there is a kind of, to some degree, there's a kind of harmonizing of the being. The body and, <coughs> and the mind and the intention, uh, it all kind of comes into harmony. It's in alignment. And one actually experiences that sense. There's a sense of the whole being kind of collecting, collecting. Um, <coughs> the body... feels good somehow. Now, what does that mean? It might someone say, bliss, yes, they're great if it's bliss. But oftentimes it's, a, it's just a lot more unremarkable than bliss. It's just a bit of lightness or a bit of openness or a bit of warmth comes into the being, some, the body somehow. Um, a bit of sense of comfort, a sense of ease or even pleasure somewhere. Uh, that 
as I said, feels good. And there's there's well-being in that. There's a sense of well-being. And that's actually quite... Um, well, it's important to open to it when it's there. It's important to let the kind of the the, the body and the being resonate with that. Uh, let it feel. Open out to that. Enjoy it. Um, maybe come back to that a little bit later. Um, that's very nourishing. Won't be the case all the time. Definitely not. It might feel like it's not the case at all in these first few days. No problem. I'm just mentioning it now. When when it's there. Uh, it's very, very nourishing, very, very healing at a very deep level of the being, very important. So that's the first kind of way that it can be. Second kind of set of conditions and st- needs slightly different sails on our, on our ship. Because um, sometimes, of course, things are not that smooth. It's, it's, there's some difficulty around. <coughs> um, but sometimes it feels like there's a difficulty, but we can actually stay with the metta. We're not uh, overwhelmed too much by that difficulty. So we're aware of whatever it is. Maybe there's um, sadness there. Maybe there's um, you know, even a little bit of anger or something. could be anything, absolutely anything. Some difficulty going on or something in the body. And one is including that, not ignoring it, not pushing it away, including it. Um, but just actually sticking to the meta. Just sticking. So it's like you're, the, the the waves on you know on the ocean now a bit rough. The winds are getting, but you know captains are saying, well, we'll just stay this course. We'll keep the sails we have. We'll just stay this course. You're aware of what's going on. <coughs> um, so sadness can be there, and yet one's just kind of sticking, sticking to the meta, sticking to the course a little bit, without um, you know being too rigid or too exclusive like that. So sometimes the difficulties that come are hindrances. For example, most of you won't know about hindrances. Um, Mind gets very dull or sleepy sometimes, and then can be really helpful to, uh, for example, use the light, brighten, brighten the mind by imagining the light, the light of metta, white golden light that brings energy. Check the uprightness of the posture. Reassert the uprightness. Uh, the body, certainly the mind influences the body, but the body also influences the mind. So just re-establishing that uprightness can bring some energy. Um, being more spacious. So talked about this kind of balloon, this bubble. When we get tired, the consciousness shrinks and contracts. So actually opening it out to really fill out the awareness, filling out the body actually helps uh, sometimes even opening the eyes and, and letting the awareness take in the whole room. Spaciousness really helps against the dullness and the sleepiness. Stand up. <coughs> if you're really tired and nodding in these early days, stand up and continue standing up. And that will also bring energy and you'll... Uh, something and you will know it's not a good idea to fall asleep at that point, standing up. Sometimes there's doubt that comes out and you think, oh, you know, I don't know about this practice. I keep, you know, these mumbling these phrases. It's a bit, um, you know, wishful thinking or something. Um, I haven't had time to go into that whole question of kind of what are we doing with the, the metta and what's the purpose and is it just wishful thinking or kind of um, trying to be nice, etc. Um, 
But that's an important question. So it's a real question there. It's a real question. And we can discuss that at some point. Or you can bring it to the interview. But if you have that, th- those doubts and they're real questions, bring them, ask them. You know, that's, that's actually really important. Um, but actually during a practice, um, best to recognize, oh, there's doubt, there's unsureness here. And just leave that and say, okay, but now I'm doing my practice and I'll ponder that later. Either I'll ask or I'll reflect on it for myself. And as I said yesterday, with the metta, we're, we're trusting seeds. Um, we're, we're planting seeds and we're trusting that, that process of planting seeds. So there is this faith element a little bit. And of course, sometimes you, there's, there's a real restlessness that comes. Hard for the body to sit still, hard for the mind to sit still. can really be helpful then to relax. Relax the body. Relax, relax. Um, and again, spaciousness, very helpful there. So opening out the space. Sometimes restlessness comes when we're too pressured in our effort. So what is it to just back off the effort pedal a little bit and just be more gentle with the effort if there's restlessness? Or it might be kind of the opposite, that we need to connect a little bit more closely. The mind's, uh, we're not holding the mind kind of firmly enough. We need to really listen to the phrases, if we're using the phrases more closely. Okay, so that's difficulties coming up, all kinds of difficulties possible, but we're staying with the metta. And then the third possibility, of course, is that one's doing the metta and has that intention, but something really difficult comes up, and it doesn't feel possible, it doesn't feel even wise to, to stay with the metta. And then, um, uh, in, in our analogy, you know, the, the ocean's got really rough, the winds are really strong, they're coming all, all these different directions, etc. Well, we, we do something, you know, we take the sails down, we do something different. Uh, so how, what does it mean to bring kindness to ourself outside of the formal metta practice? and to meet these difficulties well, whether they're emotional difficulties or physical difficulties, a heartache, whatever it is. What is it to really be with that, bring the attention to that, um, and have that attention be permeated with kindness? So it's a kind of informal meta-practice, if you like. Um, I'll say two things right now, very briefly, and uh, tonight... Uh, when Catherine talks, she will um, speak a little bit about working more directly with difficulties. And also talk a bit about self-love as well. Um, one piece that's very, very easy to creep in. Here's a difficulty. I feel um, anger, and I should be feeling better. I feel sadness or whatever. Very, very easily, the judging comes in, and I judge what's going on. So easy for that to creep in, and oftentimes I haven't even realized it's going on. So really just to check, is there, is there judging? Is there judging? And is it possible that that can be um, not fed, not feeding the judging? That's one piece. <clears throat> Perhaps Catherine will probably expand on some of this stuff. But, um, and then another piece is we talk about mindfulness, so being with what's difficult. Sometimes when we talk about mindfulness, we just think about attention. But it's also, you know, mindfulness also has this um, acceptance quality. So what would it be to allow warmth to flow around the difficulty? Here is this 
jagged dark rock in the water, but around it are warm waters. And somehow the awareness has uh, some some warmth, some kindness, some embracing around the difficulty. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's a, it's a kind of mix of awareness and kindness in a more informal way. Okay. So far, we've just got two categories. We've got the self and this easiest person. And just to say, repeat what I said yesterday, you can go in any order you want. You could spend a whole session with one of those categories, a whole session with another. You could split it in half. You could do first ten minutes with one and then the rest with it. It doesn't matter. Be flexible and see what feels helpful. In other words, what, if it feels like you're banging your head against the wall, just change to the other one. It might be more helpful. I've posted the phrases that I used yesterday on the notice boards, and you might have noticed, but like I said, they're up to you. They're also, it might not be that the phrases are primary, so I want to repeat that. It might not be your way of doing meta, and that's fine. If you're using the phrases, um, again, there's responsiveness and flexibility with that. So sometimes it's really helpful to be very dogged and very kind of systematic. And sometimes the mind is, is kind of all over the place. So it can be helpful to say each phrase twice. May I be safe and protected. May I be safe and protected. And then move on to the next one. First time you're not even quite there. And the second one it's kind of really pegging the attention in sometimes. And say them quite um, clearly in the mind. But at other times, it's like, that's really not helpful. It's too cumbersome, it's too clunky. And in a way, we want um, perhaps to have more space between each phrase. Or a phrase becomes just a word. So what would it be just peaceful? Peaceful. The whole thing's got more subtle, more quiet, more gentle. And to be too clunky with whole phrases, it won't serve it. It actually needs much more gentle kind of uh, coaxing. Um, or perhaps um, you're saying the whole phrases, but there's more space in between. Or perhaps you're saying them much more quietly inside. You're kind of whispering them. Or perhaps... Uh, you were using phrases, and the whole thing's just kind of beginning to harmonize more, and it feels like you don't need any phrases right now. Then stop the phrases, and you're just there with this body sense, and maybe a sense of the metta, a sense of warmth, and you don't need anything. It's just gliding along. Uh, sometimes in using the phrases, it's very helpful. Uh, obviously, we're saying the phrases, but you're also listening to them. So it's like to say a phrase and just let it reverberate in the being. Listen to the echoes of it. Absorb what you're saying to yourself. Um, there isn't one feeling of metta. There's not one thing that's, that's metta, okay? Um, it's actually a constellation of different flavors, different colors, different experiences. So sometimes, <coughs> um, and rem remember, really important, sometimes there's not going to be any feeling whatsoever. It's just going to feel dry, and that's completely fine, completely fine. 
But sometimes there's different kind of experiences of the metta beginning to grow a little bit. So sometimes it feels very calming. There's a, there's a real calmness to the metta. Sometimes it feels very healing. There's a sense, a palpable sense of healing. Sometimes it's, it's, more, it's much more bright. It's kind of radiant. Sometimes it's bubbly. There's a kind of joy with it. Uh, it's effervescent. Uh, sometimes there's a quality of warmth. Sometimes there's a quality of gentleness. All of these are part of metta. They're the different flavors of metta. And we want to allow them all. Allow them all. Sometimes... Um, the metta turns into compassion naturally when it meets suffering it naturally turns into compassion all of that is fine for our purposes right now and when there's no feeling at all completely fine does not matter we're just planting those seeds with the intention so with with that following on from that if I have this sensitivity to the whole body that I was talking about, I'm in this bubble and I'm sensitive to the, um, the texture and the feel, the field of, of this whole space. What I begin to notice as the mind gets a little bit more subtle over the days, over the time, is that each word that I drop in, each pebble that I drop in to the, the body, mind, the space, um, it perhaps resonates differently or it ripples differently. So I'm doing the matter and let's say um, I got to this phrase may may you be peaceful, may I be peaceful. And I drop that in and because there's a sensitivity to the body I start to notice well that's interesting, I actually feel with uh, that word a kind of resonance in the body something, maybe I just start to feel a little bit peaceful just with the suggestion of the word. Maybe it's very, very subtle not talking about anything remarkable necessarily, or it might be. But part of the idea, part of the idea of being sensitive to the whole body is that then we can then be sensitive to those bodily resonances, the echoes in the being of what we're dropping in. Does that make sense? Yeah? It's okay. Please say no if it doesn't. Okay. Um... And then maybe I notice that with one of those phrases, uh, let's say it was, nothing much was happening, and then I notice I get to, let's say, peaceful, and there's this, oh, that's interesting, it's just gotten a, just very subtly a bit more peaceful. Then I can, repeat that, that, I can repeat that word, peaceful, or that phrase, and I kind of ride that swell in the ocean, I ride that wave, just as long as that resonance is there. And then maybe after a while it, it sort of... Not, you know, goes back to normal or whatever, and not much happening. And then I can move on. That's all part of this uh, responsiveness. <clears throat> Something I want to introduce now, and um, for some people it might feel uh, like this is too early, and for other people, it, it, you know, you you know what I'm talking about. But I just want to say it and see where it lands. If I'm sensitive to the whole body in this whole space, like I said, it really doesn't matter if there's a feeling or if there isn't a feeling. But sometimes, if I don't even say any, do any meta, and I just sit sensitive to the space, 
open to that bubble and tuning in, sometimes, <coughs> if I don't put any pressure on the being, I begin to sense that that bubble actually feels pretty okay. There's a kind of uh, pleasantness to the texture of it. There's a kind of hum in it of a little bit of well-being. If I have this light, delicate attention that's open to that whole space and sensitive, uh, as I was saying before, sensitive to the nuances of the feeling, of the texture, of the vibration of that field, and then drawing them out gently, without grasping, without forcing or pressurizing, drawing them out a little bit. No demand, no pressure, and I'm not necessarily looking for anything remarkable. And I begin to see actually it's almost like acknowledging that there's a certain vibration to the, the, the bodily energy field uh, and beginning to have confidence in that. And that begins to be kind of the basis of the metta practice. So what, that, where does that land when I say that? Does that make sense to you or does it sound completely abstract? Or, or Makes sense. The, bo- the boundary is where the... I call it the container. Uh-huh. Okay. It's okay if it... It would help me to just have a little sense if it, if it really doesn't make sense. And it's completely okay, so I'm just putting it out right now. Perhaps then I, I can recognize the sense of resting in a space, almost mm-hmm. like the matter has built up an energy and you kind of rest in it. Beautiful. What I don't quite understand or, or perhaps identify with is the drawing out okay. that you mentioned. Yeah. So um, what, what you're saying, Julia, that's great. So when the meta's going a little bit, then you realize there's that kind of quality in the space and you're resting in that. I think, um, so we don't need to add anything to that. I think what I wanted to just say is sometimes that feeling might be more accessible than one imagines. Uh, that, that sense of resting in that sense of the bubble feeling, uh, just a, a subtle sense of well-being might be more accessible than one imagines. And sometimes, even before you've even done any metta, you just go to that and it's there. And then once, um, it's almost like, if I just rest in the body, actually what's there is a lot of different, uh, what could we say, a lot of different frequencies of vibration. I just pay attention to the body now, and that bubble... Maybe, maybe just try this, being that, that whole bubble of awareness and paying attention and just opening to what's there. Now very easily um, the mind uh, picks out certain frequencies which might be the difficult frequencies. Um, but So it might be that you can also draw out some of the more uh, comfortable ones. You're just tuning into those frequencies more. And then, of course, when we start dropping in metaphrases on the intention of the meta, um, it's it's a little bit starting those frequencies uh, of the well-being. It's it's causing them to resonate a little bit more, and so they're easier to draw out with the attention and let that become the more predominant thing. I'm not sure understand draw out, but I understand more allowing, allowing. Same thing, same thing. Allowing, yeah, both, both. Yeah, you're really you're really allowing something. Uh, 
And for other people, or you at a different time, it might feel like you actually have a choice of which energies to kind of pay attention to. And in a way, you're allowing the more well-being ones to feel the feel. Sometimes it will feel like you're just um, kind of teasing them out of, of a mix. Yeah. So I think what I really want to say is um, to, to explore this. And um, it, it might, as I say, be a lot more accessible than, than, you, than you imagine. But no pressure, no pressure. And like I said, there's these three baskets, so when it doesn't feel good, no problem. That's a totally, totally valid way of working. I'm working now with difficulty. No problem. Okay. Uh, sure. Just that you just talking about. So it's more like where you put your focus. Well, that, that's a little bit like with, with Sophie's thing. So sometimes it will, it will feel like it's a matter of allowing that just engenders that. Other times it will feel like more a matter of where you're putting your focus. One can be sitting <coughs> in, in sitting or walking or whatever it is, and you pay attention to the body, and you notice, oh, there is um, this contraction um, around the throat or something, and maybe it's even, uh, maybe there's an understanding of what it is or, or whatever. Very easily the mind gets sucked into that contraction. Now, it's really important to be able to meet that contraction and understand it and work with it well. And that's what I said. That's part of the practice, and Catherine will talk about that tonight. So, um, but also sometimes we just habitually get sucked into what's difficult. So maybe I notice, <coughs> here's this contraction here, and actually in the, the belly feels pretty okay. Maybe even feel a little bit of warmth and ease and comfort. I'm just making this up. And then maybe... I can actually choose to be a bit more here rather than my typical I always go to the difficulty you know, <coughs> always get sucked into the difficulty and it's not that one's better or worse it's just that there's different it's part of this playfulness and responsiveness and what would it be to actually just sit here a bit more other times, going back to what Sophie said it is more a matter of allowing one just kind of opens up the field of, of the body and is just sensitive and open there and it's a matter of allowing this sense to emerge and, and that sense of, of well-being, even if it's subtle and unremarkable, that pervades the bodily space, the bodily field, that's really, really helpful in allowing the, the, what, the samadhi, the harmonizing, the concentration, the, the collecting of body, mind, and well-being. Extremely nourishing. Yeah. Okay, last thing. Um, we're doing... Meta to the self, obviously, is a big part. And it's interesting, I don't know, you may already have noticed this, or maybe not, but I'll throw it out. Sometimes I'm, or this could actually be to another person too, the easiest person, I'm giving meta to myself, and the sense of self I have is my story, my journey, my history, my pains, my, uh, my desires. And that's really important. It's what we might call the narrative self. The narrative self. So sometimes the metta is towards the narrative self. Do you, you understand? And sometimes, and that might include one sense of, of the, you know, the, the child with, within one and one, one's uh, history or the child present right now in one, all of that. Uh, very beautiful, very necessary. And sometimes the metta gets, uh, what can we say, more quiet and more simple and it's just a sense of this body and this being, not much of a sense of story or history or past or future. It's just this field of body being now. 
And that's what the matter is going towards. And so all that, again, spectrum, narrative to kind of much more simple beingness, all, all that's good. And it moves back and forth. There's a way, as this kind of harmonizing happens more and the samadhi deepens, it gets more to the more and more on that simple uh, side. But they're, it, they're both really important. So let's uh, let's do a practice together now. Do you want me to guide it, or shall I just let you go for it? Establish yourself in your meditation posture. And again, it's really just interesting to see if you can get a felt sense of this balance in the posture between uprightness and alertness on the one hand, and softness, relaxation, openness on the other hand body is reflecting a kind of ideal balance of the consciousness of the heart of the mind. Feeling the simple sensations of sitting. If it feels helpful, kind of centering your awareness, letting the center of the awareness be at the center of the chest, but only if that feels helpful. It's really not necessarily a big deal. And from that center, Opening up this bubble, this balloon, this container of awareness to include the whole space of the body. The energy body, the field of attention, the field of vibration and feeling and texture just sitting in that space for (coughs) a few moments, sensitive, stretching, (coughs) stretching the attention, the mindfulness, the presence, stretching the presence to open up that space and just inhabiting it, feeling into it, filling it with presence.
and we're sensitive to the feeling as a whole, the feeling as a whole of that whole space, open to it. Seeing if this sense, this sensitivity to the whole body, can stay at the center of the whole meta practice throughout. It's always at the center, it's always the peace, and we lose it and we keep coming back to it, and it shrinks and we keep re expanding it, re stretching it. So we're as much as possible staying sensitive to the whole body. just hang out in that space and just the feeling of that space if it feels helpful or when you're ready deciding where you'd like to start with the metta with either yourself or the easiest person starting where it feels easiest really following the path of least resistance. So if it's yourself beginning to wrap, to bind your body, your being, in this kindness, in this tenderness and care. May I be safe and protected. be filled with happiness. May I be peaceful. May I live with ease and with kindness. If you're using the phrases, let the tone of the inner voice express kindness, express well-wishing. It's not a demand. Imagining the light or the 
kinesthetic sense, even imagining the kinesthetic sense, imagining a warmth permeating the being. Surrounding. We don't need to do anything at all to deserve loving-kindness. It's not a matter of deserving. Just because we are. Buddha said you could search the entire universe for someone more deserving of loving-kindness than yourself. And you will not find that being. You will not find anyone more deserving of loving-kindness than yourself. Whatever we think of ourselves or what we've done or not done, because we are.
just as much as possible staying sensitive to the whole body, the whole field of the bodily feeling texture and keep stretching that space, coming back to that. And offering the well-wishing, offering the intention of kindness within that, from that, without force or pressure. The phrases, the intention of metta, like gentle waves of a lake just lapping gently, softly at the shore. Like a breeze touching the cheek. Like a light summer rain. Whenever you feel ready, if you've been offering the metta towards yourself, then inviting the sense, the image of this easiest person into the heart. And if you've been already doing them, then letting them go and beginning to offer the matter towards yourself. Transitioning in your own time, sensitive to the whole body, open to the whole space of the body.
If you have a visual kind of mind and you're visualizing this person, would it be to imagine them, to see them happy? Play with that image, see them smiling. See them peaceful. Their body, their being bathed, permeated with the healing kindness of this well-wishing. if it feels appropriate in your visual. If it feels okay to see yourself touching them, stroking them with kindness, expressing that tenderness, that care through touch. for you, phrases, visualization, kinesthetic sense, the body radiating this energy, this warmth.
gently persistent, patient, open to the whole field and feeling of the whole body without demanding as is possible, connecting over and over and over to the intention of kindness, the intention of well-wishing, over and over, connecting to that. And open, receptive to the body. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org.
donate.